Good morning. It's 7.12 a.m. out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is the senior pastor and prophet of the House of the Nazarene. And I am so looking forward to this lesson. I'm surrounded by Bibles just the way I love it so I can look at a complete comparative study of Ephesians 3. Let's pray. Dear sacred and holy Father, hallowed be thy name. We come to you this morning and I ask you to fill this studio with your holy presence. Your sacred Blessed Father, in the blood and name of Yahushua Messiah, I confess to you that there is no way I could walk into the gates of heaven without the blood sacrifice of your son, and I claim it. I claim it for myself and all of those who have been assigned to me as flock members. I claim it for them so that their souls and spirits, their beings are blood washed in the sacrifice of your son. I ask you, Holy Father, to give us wisdom, understanding, revelation, divine supernatural knowledge of your sacred word that your servant, Shaul, in Hebrew, Paul, in the Greek, delivered to us through the letters of Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. Help us to understand the meaning and unification that Paul is trying to talk to us about, bringing us into the tribes of Israel. We love you, Father, and we love your sacred Son, the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of heaven, we send our love and our prayers, our worship and praise. Amen. Once again, this is Senior Pastor of Beth Nazarene. That means the House of the Nazarene. And we are coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. It's 7.15 in the morning. The Father woke me up this morning and directed me to read, teach, and preach from Ephesians 3. Let's understand Paul real quickly. And you need to read the history and description of Paul that he gave of himself. Paul was a very orthodox Jew. He studied with the best rabbis of his time. He was part of and encouraged possibly even through stones at Stephen, who was the first emissary to replace Judas Iscariot. And of course, Stephen died. Paul witnessed it. And then he went on a crusade of killing the followers of Messiah until Messiah knocked him off his horse. And in the blinding light of Messiah, 
And the guards that were with him, temple and Roman guards, they heard from the voice, the bright light, the cloud, Hebrew, the sacred language being spoken to Paul. Now, Paul was an educated citizen of Rome. He could read and write Greek. He could read and write Latin. He could read and write Hebrew. And he was educated to read and write Aramaic. So of all the languages our Lord and Savior could have spoken to him in, our Savior spoke to him in Hebrew. Paul realized that what he was doing was absolutely wrong. And in the next three days in fasting and repenting, he was led to a man, a believer and follower of the Messiah, who prayed for him. And the blindness that occurred during that meeting with our Lord and Savior, the scales fell off of his eyes and he could see. And he began his mission. Our sacred Savior gives all of us gifts. Paul had the gift of great communication, a great orator, speaker, if you will. And he had the gift of languages of his time. Yeshua Messiah picked a very excellent choice to send to the Goyim in the blue letter Bible it describes them as Goyim what does that mean Gentiles that means people who worshipped idols people who did not grow up in the tribes of Israel people outside of the covenant of the Father his Son and the Holy Spirit and was our Messiah a covenant keeper? Absolutely. Once again, let me remind you in Matthew 5, 17 through 20, he makes it clear and very clear that the law had not gone away and that he did not come to destroy it or change it. He lived it, spoke it. And we will bring that out from time to time. Paul speaks about it over and over again. Now let's understand real quickly. Ephesians. This is a book of letters where Paul is trying to make those who were born Greek, who were born Roman, that when they come into the belief, anointing, baptism of our sacred Savior, they're brought into the tribes of Israel. Unification. Some theologians say that Ephesians is a book of Paul's description of unification, us becoming unionized with the tribes of Israel. Now, further proof of this Let's turn to Romans real quick. This is very important that we understand this. 
And let me get my marker in my Hebrew to English Bible in place so I don't lose my place in Ephesians. Let's look at Romans chapter 11. You hear me say this all the time, and we're going to be looking at verses 11 forward. In Romans chapter 11, verse 11, it says, I say then, having then stumbled that they should fall, let it not be, but by their fall, a deliverance has come to the Gentiles to provoke them to jealousy. Jealousy of what? The understanding that the signs, wonders, and miracles of God are only going to come to them through Messiah. And if their fall is riches for the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their completeness? For I speak to you, the Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an emissary to the Gentiles, I esteem my service. Now, let's talk about apostle and emissary. Apostle. I've said, you've heard me say that apostle doesn't quite describe the followers of our Lord. The meaning of the word apostle means messenger. Yes, they were messengers. But it doesn't completely describe. Emissary is a better description from the Hebrew of who they were because they spoke for Christ by the teachings of Christ, the anointing of Christ. They were the ambassadors of Christ who spoke for Christ like our ambassadors of the United States are supposed to speak for the president. And if they make a mistake and say something the president did not want them to say or did not say, they lose their job. So I, as an ambassador, an emissary of Messiah, it's my responsibility to be very careful what I preach and I teach so that I'm teaching you the historical ministry, and the reason I use the word historical is my goal is to go back and teach the original teachings and ministry of Messiah and not what has come about over the last 2,020 plus years. The Bible has been retranslated over 5,000 times, so many times I can't even keep up with it anymore. And in these translations, the original Hebrew and the original Greek translations for from Hebrew to Greek, the Bibles have so been so mistranslated that the deeper and original good news message that was brought to us by Messiah, a big part of it has been 
changed and lost. Whose plan was that? Of course it was not the plan of the Father God Almighty. Of course it was not the plan of the Holy Messiah. Satan has corrupted the original message and confused it and brought prejudice and segregation into the teachings of our Messiah. Now, why would I say that? Because in Romans chapter 11, whether you read it from the King James or you read it from the copy of Hebrew to English that I'm reading, it's very clear. Let's go to 11 verse 17. And if some of the branches were broken off and you being wild olive leaf, olive tree, have been grafted in among them and came to share the root and the fatness of the olive tree. What is the olive tree? It represents Israel. And we are grafted into it. Fifteen. Let's read fifteen. For if there casting away is the restoration to favor of the world, what is their acceptance but life from the dead? Now, if the first fruit is set apart, who is the first fruit? Israel. Who was the Messiah? Israel. Messiah came out of the tribes of Israel. From Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the tribe of Judah, goes all the way, read in Matthew and Luke, and trace back the bloodline of our Messiah all the way to Adam. Israel. He wasn't a Roman. He wasn't a Gentile. He was of the tribes of Israel. And what he came to do was to bring us back in the tribes of Israel. Everyone. Me, you, everybody. So, now if the first fruit is set apart, the lump is also. And if the root is set apart, so are the branches. We are the branches. All right. And if some of the branches were broken off and you being a wild olive tree have been grafted in among them and came to share the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. And if you boast, remember, you do not bear the root, but the root bears you. You shall say then, the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Grafted into what? The original rooted olive tree into the original place with God. The first believers in the one true God. This is why Paul talks to us about we are now tied to the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
goodbye unbelief, they were broken off. And you stand by belief. Do not be arrogant, but fear. In other words, don't be egotistical. Don't be a braggart. For if Elohim did not spare the natural branches, that's Israel, he might not spare you either. See then the kindness and the sharpness of Elohim on those who fell sharpness, but toward you kindness, if you continue in his kindness, otherwise you also shall be cut off. In other words, all of the egotistical believers in our Father God Almighty who didn't live the life and will and desire of God. And this includes the tribes of Israel are cut off. God, let's go back to the wilderness. They rebelled against God and his commands and will and desire for Israel. So all of those people who came out of Egypt died in the wilderness. And only their children and grandchildren walked into the promised land. So we need to remember this. Follow the living example of our Hebrew Israelite Messiah. And you have been grafted into the wild olive leaf branch of the tribes of Israel. Read Romans 11. Now let's go back to Ephesians. Now in Ephesians, it's very clear that Paul is talking about this unification. And he's making it very clear to us that this is predestination in our Messiah by his redemption we come into the inheritance of the promises of the Father God Almighty to his friend Abraham, Isaac, Jacob were grafted into the wild olive leaf branch of Jacob by Messiah and into the resources and the new life, the renewed life in our Holy Father, which a unity of all of us into the tribes of Israel. And understanding that from the Greek, the word apostle really doesn't represent who the emissaries and ambassadors were of our Messiah. Who, if I'm truly an ambassador of Messiah, I'm not the Messiah, but if I'm his emissary, his ambassador, 
then I have to teach you the original historical first original message that he brought us and not some corrupted, misinterpreted, changed message that has come to us over the last 2,000 plus years. Think about that deeply. Now, with all of that in mind, let's go to Ephesians 3.1. Let me adjust my Bible over here. Praise the Lord God Almighty for his anointing and healing. And may he speak through me today to you, emphasizing the message that he needs to get through to you as an individual. So opening up from the Hebrew, it says, because of this, I... Shaul in the Hebrew, Paul in the Greek, am the prisoner of Yahushua Messiah on behalf of you, you Gentiles. Now, from the Blue Letter Bible, it says, for this cause, I, Shaul, am the prisoner of Messiah Yeshua on behalf of you, Goyim. Goyim, Hebrew word, slang word, actually, for Gentiles. Prisoner, Paul's relationship to the Messiah, he describes it as a prisoner. He has become so involved with the Messiah that he cannot escape the Messiah because he is his prisoner. Bound, chained, absolutely tied to the Messiah. Now think of that in blessing, not curse. That your intimate relationship with the Messiah evolves to the point where you go beyond belief to absolute committed prisonership, slaveship to the teachings of Messiah. Now from the Hebrew, Ephesians Chapter 3, verse 2. If indeed you have heard of the administration of the favor of Elohim that was given to me for you. From the Blue Letter Bible. Verse 2 and 3. If it is so that you have heard of the administration of that grace of God. God, which has given me toward you, how that my, how that by revelation, the mystery was made known to me as I wrote before in few words. Notice that word mystery. Let's read it from the Hebrew. That by revelation was made known to me the secret as I wrote before briefly. What is the secret? What is the revelation? That it is the designation, the pre-designation of Messiah. And he talked about it when he was on earth to his original emissaries. First, the house of Israel. Some translations say, first the Jews, then the Gentiles. It was predestined that the Gentiles 
would be brought into the tribes of Israel as this happened before. Yes, let's go back many times, but I'm going to give you one example. Let's go back to the time of Moses. And you've heard me say it before. Out of Egypt came sojourners, slaves, foreigners from other countries that were traded into Egypt for the grain of Egypt, the riches of that time. The richest grain of that time. Slaves were a commodity. They were bought, sold, and traded. Just like gold, silver, money, food, farm goods, etc. They were bought, sold, and traded as a commodity. The point I'm making is how far in your intimate relationship are you willing to come to the Messiah and give of yourself? The reality that I have seen with my own eyes. Some people just want just to be able to say they believe in Messiah. And somewhere inside themselves, they hope that they'll make paradise. Now, we know that in Revelations, it is described that one will be raptured and the other will not. And of these two believers, one did not, as Paul describes in other parts of the scriptures, become completely and absolutely a deepest sold-out follower of Messiah. So they don't get raptured. So there are believers left behind. I plead with you. There are so many of you that are right at that place where you could step into that absolute Slave ship, prisoner relationship to Messiah. So close, you are tied to him. So you, you can't escape. And he can't let you go. Now there's the positive side of that. Is that our sacred Messiah, you're tied to him. He cannot let you go. That comes with responsibility. First, we must repent. Second, we have to believe. Third, we have to pray to the Father God, believe in the Father God, Fourth, and love each other as we are to love God himself and how God loves us. Belief, 
the Father's love toward us. And we are to share that with each other. And if the Father's love is truly radiating from you, going through you to others, cruelty, judgmentalism, all of that is gone. True loving fellowship with all of God's creation. Men and women and children. And this is the kind of unification back to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And what God loves is the apple of his eye. The original believers in the one true God. And grafts us into that Israel. His firstborn. His bride. Dear Heavenly Father, forgive us of all sin. We take the blood of Yeshua Messiah for that holy forgiveness that completely washes away all sin from us. Sacred Father, continue to bless us to be your servants, your slaves, your prisoners in an intimacy and a closeness like no other. Marry us to you, Father. Bring to us your spiritual wisdom, understanding, and revelation of your sacred and holy law, your word, and the history of all of those who have gone before us who absolutely have believed and served you as your son. Your son came to earth, Father God Almighty, to help us understand all these mysteries. We pray in the blood and name of the Holy Messiah, Jesus Christ the Nazarene. Prophesied by Isaiah Emmanuel. Bless us, Father. Amen. Well, friends, if you made that prayer, you are in the tribes of Israel. And you are blessed like you have never been blessed before. You want to get a hold of this ministry, please call 702-488-4097. We love you. We're praying for you. Be safe. Be protected. In the blood and name of Yahushua Messiah. We love you, dear friends. Amen.